What's up? Happy Halloween. Last year we covered Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills. Now that Halloween Ends has been released, we get to cover that now. The David Gordon Green trilogy of Halloween films. And this uh, being Halloween Ends, supposedly, supposedly being the, um, the last hurrah. It won't be, but for now, it is. And with that said, this is the Sight and Sound Podcast presented by Hard Guy Media. We got Eric and Sean on the horn. And yeah, luckily we were able to fit in one last episode for this great, great month of October 2022 as we are five years plus in to talking on this bullshit. And uh, yeah, what better, what better, what better to, to cover than a Halloween film? Albeit the newest one on Halloween Eve. Hell yeah. I'm excited. Now I'm excited. I know you guys hold the whole franchise a little higher than the the rest of the, the juggernaut franchises, more so than I do. Um, albeit, you know, a lot of problematic uh entries in the franchise. Uh in all franchises. Uh problematic entries. There are some. I mean, there are more there's more in the Halloween. There's more in the Halloween franchise than Nightmare on Elm Street and the Friday franchise. Let's not get that twisted. Oh yeah, Jesse, which ones? Huh? We got. Listen, there's. I mean, I won't even throw Halloween three in there, but you know, a person on the that isn't a fan of Halloween three would probably say Halloween three, Halloween five, Curse of Michael Myers, Halloween Resurrection. Both Rob Zombie ones. Those are all ones that are, <laughs> for the most part, <laughs> relatively not liked. And Halloween Ends, unfortunately, I think has fallen more so in that category uh, than the category of like. But with that said, I don't hate all those films. I think there's more issues in the Halloween franchise, especially timeline-wise, um, than, uh, let's say, Friday or Elm Street. But we're not here to debate that today. We know that Halloween isn't in the same realm as Friday and Elm Street. That's that's but, the big one. That's yeah, that's not true. You okay? Well, fuck it. Let's just get into it then. No, no, the same <laughs> realm. I mean, you can't say they're not in the same realm. I mean, there's you got your Juggernaut franchises, and all three of the ones that you were mentioned are part of the Juggernauts. Yeah. Here's a real question. I'll you get. Can't, I, you know how big a realm is. I mean, I'll on. get Earth realm. Uh, exactly. Listen, I'll say this then. Does anybody really truly think I, Halloween ain't even better than the fran- the Halloween franchise ain't even better than the Scream franchise? I'm not even gonna touch that one. <laughs> so you hate Wes Craven. <laughs> Here we go. Can you totally agree with that? Always, always you know what? That. Let's just save all of us ourselves and everyone anyone listening a lot of time and let's just talk about Halloween ends. And then we'll save Somehow a debate between Scream and the Halloween franchise is uh, for another date. All right. Halloween ends. We get our third entry into the David Gordon Green saga. Now, we went in. We had our issues with Halloween kills, but I think for the most part, we took it as it was. There was issues. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> uh, some, some, some really cringy dialogue that I think David Gordon Green, there's a guy that wrote on Halloween kills that didn't write on 18. They definitely were blackmailing the shit out of him with a me too fucking pending movement. Um, because they let someone come in and write some dialogue that is just fucking awful in Halloween kills, but I'm going to whip his ass. (laughs) But in that we did get, we did get, you know, Michael Myers, probably more so in that film than any other film. Because uh, he's only on, he's on screen less. People complain about Michael Myers not being in ends a lot, but he's on screen more in ends than he is in the original Halloween. Valid point. Valid and, point. But we all liked 2008, Halloween 2018, correct? I can't remember oh. our podcast from last year. Everyone loved that one. I loved it. Yes. Love it. Kills yes, my favorite out of the new trilogy. Yeah, same. Kills we liked, but we had a lot of issues with. I'm I'm aligned on how our feelings were the, the three of us, right? On the Correct, correct. Did not 
did not hate it by any means. I, you know, but yes, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, not my favorite, of course. Yes. Yeah, I would. I would have liked it more if that whole Halloween scene was just you know covered up. Which scene? The uh, hospital scene. Yeah. Oh, hospital scene. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we didn't get. Oh, well, that's a, the thing. I, I didn't feel a lot of people complain about not getting a lot of Jamie Lee Curtis last year either. Um, True. I think they should have just. They should have just done one big, huge, fucking crazy movie, four hours long. You want a Lord of the Rings movie? Fuck four hours long. Fuck it. <laughs> Halloween movie, four fucking hours long. Terrifier two is fucking two hours and eighteen minutes. Fuck it. Um, but so. If I remember correctly, just to recap before we dive into ends, I was really jacked up for Halloween 18. Go in. It 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 blows me away. Honestly, I got it ranked up there in the top three for me for all Halloween films. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. And kills. I was really, 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 really pumped for kills. And I felt a little, little let down. Albeit, I understand. I understand what they were trying to do. I just think a lot of the dialogue was cringy and they kind of, they lost their footing. I don't know. But regardless, I was, I was skeptical about how this one was going to turn out because kills was not what I anticipated. So going into this, I was very apprehensive of how it's going to feel. And I ended up loving it. And I understand that that maybe there's I feel like there is some there definitely is a crowd of people that does love Halloween ends, but the overwhelming majority were not fans. And I actually understand the you know, the issues that people had with this. But I also think they're being way too nitpicky, but. I don't know, that's. Uh, initial reactions before we kind of dive in and pick up the movie apart. And I know we've talked about this already over the last couple of weeks since we've all been able to watch it. What what were the first thoughts after seeing this? I know, Sean, the first thing you said to me was what the hell was that? Yeah, exactly. But you also didn't have like five kids sitting next to you fucking talking the entire time. True. Well, Sean, yeah, elaborate more on, on your thoughts of the movie then. I'll let you go first. No, like, like it's, I was, like, disappointed. Um, like, after seeing Kills and how, like, you know, Michael has, like, a huge fucking body count, I was disappointed that we got less of that. Um, and, like, you know, like they hyped up the whole, like, the final fight between Laurie and Michael. And well, which, actually, like, which happened? Go ahead. Well, we sorry, didn't get it. But it was, like, a 10-minute fight. Like... The fight scene in 18 was way superior than Halloween Nuns. Right. So you blame, the, you blame the marketing for it, is what you're saying. Yeah, and then I hyped it up in my head. You know, I get really excited. It's my favorite horror franchise. So I was kind of let down, but after my Let me ask view, you a question. If, if, if the trailers didn't hype up, as you said, a big showdown between Jamie Lee and, uh, and Michael... Would you feel differently? Yeah, well, I, I I like it now though after my second viewing, knowing what this movie is about. But don't don't like that's what I don't get is everyone's like oh, I was like I understand the marketing was misleading, but also do you, you don't want to tell everyone. I do think that they would have benefited from being like, you know, uh, giving a little bit more and prepping people a little bit more for how big of a uh big of a canvas that Corey would be given for the movie. So I think everyone's just like, what the fuck? What's Corey? Why is Corey in this? Like, why is it all about Corey? Like, at the same time, I like how big and ballsy it was, but at the same time, I understand why people don't like it because it was pro- it was promoted as like the final showdown between Jamie yeah. Curtis. Well, <laughs> I think it, I think if and I think Jesse will and I'm sure Sean saw it too. But like, uh, just I knew and I think we talked about it before. I knew that there was going to be a character which I didn't know at the time. It was Corey, like his name. I, I saw the picture, but you know, we saw the renderings of what the vinyl was going to look like, and there's a whole spread of Corey's face on the vinyl, like in the booklet somewhere, wherever. Um, so you knew he was going to play a big role somehow. You just didn't know what, for what. You know what I mean? 
See, I didn't see that uh, with the vinyl. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So, I mean, I think the introduction of a new character, they didn't really allude to it, of course, like you said. I think once I saw the opening, and Eric, what were your first thoughts when you first saw it? Was it similar to Sean's? You know, I kind of had, like, an epiphany in the theater. Me and Jen went to see it on Thursday, you know, before the Friday opening, and while and Jen was, you know, just really quickly, Jen was kind of the same way as Sean. Like I, she literally said to me in the theater while watching, and she's like, "What is this?" And I, and at first I was like, I was just like, you know, oh, like this is this is how it's ha- this is what's happening. This is so I kind of like made peace with it while I was watching it for the first time. I didn't leave the theater hating it or disliking it at all. I thought it was really cool, um, and I'll and we'll get into that more. I thought. I think there is in a world where there is like a, a universe where this movie is not the final one of the trilogy. It, like, I think you you rework it somehow and it's makes more sense in my eyes to be like the second film almost obviously with tweaks, like, and then you take a majority of kills and you make that the final that, you know, in my head, that's how I would rework everything. But that all being said, I think I was, I was, I was happy with it. I mean, I, I understand the hatred, but some people are just like really hating it. Like people are saying they turned it off after like a half hour. Like, and and then Sean's point, and again, we're I'm going to ramble a bit, but how many films do we need of Michael Myers? And I understand he of just him killing people the whole time. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like well, you got that. Was- you got that with the last one. And and how many other ones in the franchise? I know they all don't connect, but I I think that his impact on this was huge. If you look at it from a different perspective, like he might not have been on screen the whole time, but he had his hand in almost everything that was happening in the in the in the film. Like his Um, presence was still there, but not really showing it. Well, exactly, and I I think that's what they were trying to show. Like it's not, and that's what that's what people aren't understanding because. Let's face it. A lot of people are surface fans of some of this stuff and they're the most critical too. They aren't the ones that they're the same people. You know, it's the same. It's the same breed of person. was just like fucking Halloween three. Like I understand the Halloween three thing. Cause you're expecting Michael Myers the entire time, but right. Right. But like, it's the same people as like, no, it's fucking dog shit. Fuck that. Um, well, we live in a society, as you guys all know, being like sports fans and music fans and movie fans. It's like, there's a lot of people out there who are very quick to see something if they don't like it or they hear somebody else who doesn't like it. They're very quick to take that and they put it on a social media. They put it somewhere. This movie's dog shit because that's the world we live in with social media. And we, and it's like that in everything. Like, I don't care if you're into sports or, like I said, you're into horror movies or sci-fi movies or whatever you're into. 90% of the time, because it's so easily accessible, people are going to get on and they're just going to fucking you know, roll something over and with hatred. And that's exactly what's happening with Halloween ends. So for those people out there who are kind of service surface level fans, baby, they see all this negative bullshit. Like this movie sucks. This movie sucks. This movie's like, don't bother. Then that's already in their head. You know what I mean? So then it just kind of perpetuates everything. And I think, um, well, to get into the movie, we'll get into the movie and we'll, we'll break things down as we keep going. Um, you know, the opening scene, I wasn't sold on the opening scene when I was first seeing it. I was like, oh, my God. I was just like, I understand. Like, how I felt after the opening scene, I was like, oh, I don't like where this is going already. Right. I didn't like the opening scene. I thought it was, how are you going to open up a Halloween movie? And I think that, un- I, think, I don't think that opening scene did the audience any, uh, did the... David Gordon Green or anybody involved with the film did them any uh, service opening that way because immediately it, it kind of just turned me off to the I was just like right not gonna this is well gonna- I mean very confusing like even me like again I'm saying I liked it but very you open up to a trilogy movie that where the second one was a fucking bloodbath to a character you've never seen before and. And they're treating you like you should know this person. You know what I mean, right? Like, yeah. They open the movie with this with this character Corey. You don't know who the fuck he is, and and then this things that thing happens, and then it kind of connects. But yeah, you're right. Like it, 
you're, you almost think you're in the wrong fucking movie. You're like, whoa, where, where's Jamie? Where's, you know what I mean? Like it's, and they're showing you something again. I'm adding again, the third film in the movie or in the franchise, they're showing you something that a character you've never seen before. So, right. So before we dive in any further, we'll do the BT synopsis. We'll give this uh, to BT to explain the synopsis and see what he has to say. These are always fun. And uh, he gives more shit on it, too, but I'm just going to get to the synopsis for it. Corey coming. (laughs) Technical difficulties. Corey Cunningham is a perfectly normal, kind of adorable, you know, just dork, a uh, 21 year old babysitter who's babysitting this kid, this bratty little kid from a rich family. And Michael Myers just happened last year because it's, it's 2019 now. So everyone's still a little on edge. The kid tries to play a stupid prank on him and gets himself killed. But it <laughs> appears as if Corey killed him. So, oops. And then we go uh, three years later, four years after Michael Myers murdered like a thousand people, 40 years after he murdered five people. <laughs> so, you know, Corey's trying to get his life back together. He's kind of awkward. He gets bullied by, um, like, the band. What do you call it? The band team? No, that's not what you call it, but I can't think of what to call it. These high school kids. Um, But the sweet old grandmother who's, you know, been through shit, she helps him out and hooks him up with her lonely, depressed granddaughter nurse. Um, So that happens, you know, everything seems to be going good for him for a little while, but then the band kids show back up. And throw them off a fucking bridge. Like, band kids are brutal. So, you know, he's unconscious. He gets dragged into a fucking sewer tube. Um, and gets, uh, he, he meets Michael Myers. My cat is, like, judging me right now. Anyway, so, after, Michael Myers lets him go. But after this, Corey is a changed man. And, you know, his relationship with Allison changes. Um, And Lori, I referred to them as the grandmother and the granddaughter because I wasn't going to try to do a, a thing. But it's Lori and Allison. Lori sees evil in him now. He's changed. She can see it in his eyes. She knows what evil looks like. Allison (laughs) is being a little naive, and she's being a little bit of a brat herself. But yeah, Corey's pure evil now. Like, the evil of Michael Myers has been passed into Corey, or Corey's had it the whole time, but it's being brought out now. And it sets off a chain of devastating results. So... That's the synopsis of Halloween Ends. I hope I didn't miss anything, and I try to edit it down because I remember with Sleepaway Camp, I I went on a little too long. As for my thoughts on the movie, you know, I think I like it, but I've watched it like two and a half times now. My feelings are a little mixed, but I definitely appreciate that they went in a different direction with it. Like something no one... I think could have expected. Um, they definitely marketed it wrong, but I think um, on one hand, that's not the fault of the writer or the director. Um, and also, I love it. It's been happening a lot lately where a trailer for a horror film does not tell you everything. The Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills... They showed way too much, in my opinion. Halloween Ends does not do that, so I appreciated that. And I think, you know, 
on one hand, it feels like two different movies. It feels, um, I, I know I'm not the only one who thought this. Very Christine. Corey has the Arnie Cunningham vibe. He's got the love story. He gets a new vehicle, in this case, a motorcycle. Although, also in this case, that's not what turns him evil. And, and I, How do I we did know? like that story a little bit, although I I wish the focus... Uh, well, okay, if I was writing the movie, and I'm not a, a screenwriter, I probably would have focused more on, on Laurie, Allison, and Lindsay, and Frank, but... What they chose to do with it, it was interesting. And I think um, the actor, whose name is escaping me right now, uh, he nailed that role. He did a great job, in my opinion. But it also gives you just a little bit and a a good ending for Lori, Michael, Allison, the town of Haddonfield. So it's like kind of like the best of both worlds, but I wish we got a little more of both. You know, and you can't do that in one movie. So I, um, yeah, that's my thoughts. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. I love you. <laughs> oh, and of course, uh, classic PT fashion. We get, uh, we get the synopsis and his thoughts on the film, but yeah. So the opening obviously was a little, little goofy i did like the the mountain monster fucking hop uh intro uh that set like a good uh halloween feel up for it wasn't hot on the the opening thing obviously we get the blue font um similar to like what halloween 3 has as did the we get the halloween 2 font for halloween kills and the halloween font for halloween so, yeah, I mean, he gave you BT gave us a pretty good rundown of the film. But at what point were you guys like, OK, this is more so about like Corey kind of being a helpful conduit for Michael Myers? At what point was it? Because for me, it wasn't until I didn't really even think about like what a big role Corey was playing. Because when he got thrown over the bridge and then, like, he met Meyer, Michael Myers after that, I thought Myers was just going to kill him. And then, like, oh, Michael's back. Like, that's what I thought. So after Michael, like, looked him in the eye and shit, that's when I was like, oh, wow. Are they going, like, supernatural with this? Obviously, I think they reared back with that. But, like, I got, like, jacked up when that happened. I, I, yeah, I thought it was really cool. I mean, I guess that, that was an interesting thing about the movie is, right, is when – that's a good question that you asked is when did you realize that, like, it it wasn't going in the, the direction that you thought it was or whatever? Um, yeah, I, that's a, I don't know. That's a good question for me, really. I mean, I think, like you said, I think it's probably to the point where he – when he is face-to-face with Michael Myers, I think is, like – that's when he really like had the epiphany of like, wow, like this is something we've never seen before. Really kind of, you know? Right. Yeah. I, that was the same boat. Like I was getting that vibe, like during that bar scene, I'm um, just like, you know, seeing like that guy's going to snap. If people keep making fun of him for fucking killing that kid, you know, three years ago. Let me ask you guys a question then. Uh, and this is maybe we're jumping ahead. I don't mean to jump ahead or whatever, but why do you think, and I think we, we talked about it, but, but Corey is face to face with Michael in the in the sewer or whatever, and they. Why do you think Michael Myers doesn't just kill him? I think Michael can see like, you know, I got Loomis said like Michael has like you know the darkest eyes, the devil's eyes, or the blackest eyes. I yeah. think Michael saw the same thing in Corey's eyes, so he's just like, oh shit, you know, this guy's just like me. Jesse, what do you think? I think, well, that's an, something that was killing me. People are like, oh, I wanted fucking Michael to be crazy. He'd just be like kicking freaking kids' heads off uh, and just stabbing the shit out of people. The guy's in his 70s, and he's been burned and shot and stabbed after he sat stagnant for fucking years, for 40 years, and then he goes out and he gets all, he pretty much, in my eyes, in kills, he exhausted himself of all the crazy shit he could possibly right. do 
Right. And on top of that, got burned at the end of the first one going into, you know, opening the same night, you know, continue on the same night. That was like his last hurrah. So he's like probably arthritic. He's got burns. See, he definitely, he definitely had an infection. That is actually a great – I didn't even think about it from that perspective, Jesse, but that actually makes me like the franchise even more and ends even more because I know that Michael Myers is a little bit like Batman, right? He's He's got no supernatural. He's just – right? Like he's just – Yeah, right. You know, and I, and that's an interesting way to look at that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, maybe he's just so fucking old and physically exhausted. I mean, <laughs> it just been beat to shit. Maybe that is that does play a role. And Corey's like some fucking this little fucking kid's crazy. Comes in here fucking shoving me in the sewers. He's got to be fucked up. And I think all these little dick pricks that are like, "What was Michael shaking? Please, when he's killing the cop, like was he freaking like uh, making him like?" Who's that? That, was, that was like him go no that's michael in my eyes he killed the cop and that's him getting like juiced like the adrenaline like like you still get adrenaline like going like when you're that old but yes and they're like why is michael down in the sewer for four years or whatever uh because right. he's in his 70s <laughs> and he didn't live a normal life of like yeah you know working <laughs> is he gonna cubicle. get he was on a big checkerboard fucking uh, dodo fucking asylum with fucking <laughs> like fucking people yelling <laughs> like and then, yeah he's and, just gonna check in he's gonna check into a retirement community and he know? literally got all fucked up in the first one got burned and then is just like goes to town on the fireman takes out uh, Allison's mother what was her Karen. And, like, goes completely, like, batshit. The craziest we've ever seen Michael Myers killing people and kills. And they're like, why wouldn't he keep going? Why is he, what, is he tired? Like, And that's 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 another part of my point is, like, how many fucking films, how many Halloween films, and this goes for every one of them, besides three, obviously, because he's not in Halloween 3, but how many movies do you just need the same thing, like a mindless killing machine, like why not? And this is another thing you got to realize. This is someone else's take. This is other people's take on the franchise of what they would have done. Everyone has an idea of what you would do. Like Jesse has an idea of what he would do. Sean has an idea of what he would do. Like everyone has an idea. Like I see what they were doing, and you know I like it. Like Halloween ends is one of the bigger uh, departures from any of the original stories. Really, um, you know, I don't know, like. Sometimes you need something different. Does I? I think it helps the franchise personally. That's me. I but. think kill. I think I like kill now. After I saw it ends, I liked kills a lot more. Yeah, like uh, I just think the franchise was like yeah, like you're gonna get. Also, it's 2022. We're in the 2020s. Like you know, it's it's we're it's just gonna happen. There's you're not gonna love everything. You know what I mean? You're not gonna recreate the original Halloween. No, you're not going to recreate the original name on Elm Street or any of them. It's just uh, we're getting people's takes and different different ways to go about the story. I thought it was, I thought it showed a lot of balls. To be honest with you, even kills. I thought kills showed a lot of balls. Yeah, there was. I don't need people saying evil dies tonight every five seconds, or Tommy Doyle going to whip that mother with that guy's ass or something. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think it took balls, and I think you know, I think it ends is the same way. I just think it – anyone who says they watched a half hour of it and turned it off, I just think, well, I don't know, like, why? Not really that much of a Halloween fan if that's all you're giving a Halloween film. Yeah. Or you just don't understand – like, I guess you just don't care about originality. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying everything original is always great. Right. But I don't know. Again, I don't know how many times – I and I'll stop saying it, but, like, how many films do we need of just Michael killing everything and everyone for no, like – Resolve, you know. I don't know. Hey, Michael Myers is a great white shark and big ass overalls. Okay. No. Yeah, not. maybe so. <laughs> I loved like, and I definitely I didn't get I didn't think about the Christine thing until after the fact, but I did like like the the uh, the vibe of like Allison riding on the back of Corey's motorcycle with the boy harsher burn it down track plan, and like I so thought awesome. that shit was like throwback eighties 
fun, yeah, yeah. cool. Like, the classic story of like the dude becoming like he's becoming evil, obviously, but also becoming cool, and his whole look changes. And I didn't even think about the uh, the Christine stuff. And I'll give BT full credit till right after I moved. Uh, I so I watched the film and I texted him. Uh, and then like he watched it whatever the next day, or maybe he already watched it at that point, and he said. I, I like the Christine vibes, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. And that motorcycle was like a vessel for Corey's character. You know what I mean? Like it, it elevated his status and how he thought of himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I agree. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Judge really likes Corey. I could tell. Um, yeah. but well, that's the whole thing too. Is like everyone's complaining that Michael Myers isn't in there a lot, but. It's about the rot that he's in pl- placed in this town. It's about the trauma that he placed in this town. Everyone's like, well, Michael's not in it. He doesn't need to be in it. He literally created a rot that festered and turned that town against someone like Corey, who accidentally killed a kid while he was babysitting him, made them turn on Lori and just harass Lori in the streets, who's been through like some of the most insane shit. They've turned, they've turned into you know they showed the mom mentality in in kills but they they turned on the victims because they don't have any other they don't have any other way, way of getting out their frustration and their trauma michael myers if anything he's all over that town even if you don't see him on the screen because he's just placed this rot that's decaying the entire town and the moral of the town and how everyone is and people don't even think about that they're just like well michael isn't there running around with a mask killing somebody like okay well that's i yeah i couldn't agree more man i couldn't agree more how how so many people act in the film like like you said it like he hangs over that whole town you got people coming up to Lori outside of the grocery store like blaming her you got people blaming Corey. You got people acting uh, a certain way, like uh, how they were bullying Corey and shit like that. Like, I feel like he had an impact on all of that. And, yeah, this is, you know, I I think once you put the movies together now, I think they all make it. Because if you look at them and you try to judge them like a TV show, imagine that the if the first movie was broken up into... into three episodes of a Netflix exclusive. And then the second movie was broken up into three episodes of a Netflix exclusive. And then this one was broken up into three episodes of a Netflix season. You would be like, people wouldn't, wouldn't be as critical. I don't think because they understand when you're watching a show that there's going to be those low highs and lows and lulls into story development and different things. And you're not going to like episodes as much as other episodes. And I think if you would look at it in the way of an episodic journey, people would have a much different opinion of Halloween ends and Halloween kills for that matter. Yeah, I would agree. I think if it was in a different setting, like you said that, uh, you know, maybe like a episodic approach, then I think people definitely would have, would have thought differently of it. Let me ask you guys a question. I know I touched, I said it earlier, but could, could, did you, could you see what I was saying about maybe this we're really working the films a little bit where this would have been like the made more sense as the second film. Yeah, I remember I talking about this with you uh, a couple weeks ago. Where like, if they moved this movie as the second film, it probably would have been uh, a lot more praise more. Well, than... yeah, I mean, you'd have to you'd have to tweak it a bit, obviously, because not oh, everything yeah. would have made sense. Yeah, yeah, same with kills, but just 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 out of curiosity. Yeah, I think I do remember you saying that, Sean. But how about you, Jesse? Do you think uh, that the way they planned out the three kind of makes sense, or do you think that they could have reworked yes. it a bit? No, I think I think if they reworked it, if they would have. Because I think kills, if you add a couple different things in, and, and if you add in Lori the last 25 minutes getting out of the hospital, and the last 25 minutes literally just be Lori and Michael fighting after Michael just tore ass through everyone and had the most like rambunctious, over the top, fucking insane, um, insane, uh, you know, movie of him killing everybody as the last one with him and Lori. Sh- having a showdown right uh i think i think it goes completely different i think i i think that's what people wanted is that big huge showdown which i don't understand because like they fucking 
it doesn't it doesn't make sense because I yes I know in Halloween Resurrection they rewrote the lore of Lori um but like she had that big showdown with Michael in H two O they've had the showdown several through across several movies now in several different timelines and people if anything it just reminds you that people don't want change they don't want anything different they want the same shit yeah I mean. Yeah, obviously, yeah. From from the reactions, I would say that you know the majority of people did not don't don't like kills. So for and I think a lot of people I saw other people saying it was some people saying it so it was the worst Halloween movie altogether. Which yeah, is just that's not true at all. That's that's false for sure. Well, false in my eyes. I know Sean's favorite one is what Resurrection One, uh, and Rob then Zombies. and then kills Rob Zombies Two. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think it's interesting that the of all the franchises, this is something else I wanted to touch on that. Well, maybe not of all the franchises because we've seen a lot of remakes and retoolings of some other, like Texas Chainsaw, but like, what is it about Halloween that makes people want to, re- to redo it? You know what I mean? Or, or put their touch on it, I guess. I mean, we've seen now two separate... From the original franchise, I guess you would say, we've seen two. We saw Rob Zombie give his take of the origin, and now we've seen David Gordon Green and, and his team there with McBride and everyone show what they feel like if nothing happened in between, you know, after Halloween 1, I guess. But uh, I don't know. Just interesting, you know? I think it's uh, – I don't know. It's uh, It's an iconic – the original film is so iconic and launch so much the modern slasher it's responsible for, but um, I don't know. It's hard. I mean, that's no discredit to like black Christmas or anything, but like a masked serial killer. Like, yeah, it's uh, I think it's just, I don't know. And ends is ends is kind of, I understand people. Cause there's, I don't know. There's ends is weird too. I understand why people wouldn't like it, but I just happen to love it. Like, I understand. Like, I'm not even, like, trying to go off and defend it more so than more any more than just saying, like, it's a movie about trauma and rot in a town. It's more so about the town, honestly. It's about Michael in the town and the town that he's destroyed psychologically, not to mention, you know, the murders. Um, but when you throw in everything that this movie has with the shit with Corey... Like Jamie Lee, like you know, Lori have dropping the 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 tits line, where she's just <laughs> gotta show grief your fucking tits. Yeah, and and like I understand, like people I know were critical about like, oh, what Lori's just celebrating Halloween and she's just like over it now and blah 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 blah. It's like, well, I think to a small, a uh, lesser degree people do get over that shit and then they do do it. But then you look at other people, you look at Lori, Lori, someone who is strong and she was just done with it after losing her daughter. She wasn't going to let that, you know, Michael and the, the rot that he created, take anything more from her. But the people that aren't emotionally equipped to, to move on and gather their, their, you know, their fucking spice cabinet up and just buy a fucking house and call it a fucking day and show grief their tits. Um, (laughs) you know, Everybody else can't move on, like can't move on. They're stuck in talking about Michael and talk about, you know, blaming Lori for being the loony that got him back into town and and did all this shit. Though there's a lot of people that aren't equipped emotionally to handle a trip to the fucking grocery store, let alone a fucking serial killer terrorizing a town and murdering people violently. For sure. Yeah, I mean, no. yeah. nailed it. Um, yeah, that, that grocery store did call me off guard at first when the lady's like, what are you smiling about? Like, what, what did you buy that made you so goddamn happy? I'm just like, where's this going? Yeah. I was like, I thought that too. I was just like, Jesus fuck going ham on fucking <laughs> right. Like, yo, I can't have a good time at a fucking grocery store lady. Jesus. I know you would have fucking thought you would have thought she had a fucking, a political candidate that someone didn't agree with on her front lawn or something. <laughs> Jesus, don't bring up politics now. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just keeping it Haddonfield. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Lori didn't vote for the sheriff. Well, yeah, that could be. I could see that. 
Frank. Also, I like that the sheriff came in at the very end with the fucking big cowboy hat. <laughs> I kind of wish they would have gave that guy more. I liked him. I, I liked this. Yeah, he was character. a fun addition, but why is he wearing a cowboy hat? They, I wanted more of a backstory that he was from Oklahoma or something. You wore a cowboy That's... hat in the first two movies. Well. That's what I'm saying. I want more of a backstory as to why he's rolling around the Midwest with a cowboy hat. I like it. I love it. I love it, but I want that backstory. I want that origin story. Maybe there'll be a spinoff of just him. Did you guys think the tongue scene? I know I loved it and you guys loved it, but did you think the tongue scene with the DJ where it got cut, where it got cut out of his mouth and it was spinning on the, on the, the record and it was spinning around hitting the needle. Like, did you think that that was a little like, over the top and kind of like misplaced in the the tone of the movie, or did you do you think it was fine? I thought it was fine. Um, it definitely screened Danny McBride though. Oh, I'm telling you, that definitely <laughs> was Danny McBride's. Like, how about they if I cut the DJ's fucking tongue off and it comes around, you just spin around on the fucking turntable, just flopping. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. Th- I, I do feel like it had like this kind of uh, '80s uh, quality to it, like that didn't really match with some of the other deaths, but. I thought it was hilarious. I thought that whole stretch of that uh, radio station stuff was really cool. Just even the dialogue with the DJ and Corey and and Allison was was funny. So I I just in the same thing with like you rip your shirt off and show grief your fucking tits. Like I just feel like that was the McBride line that he wrote. Oh, because he's just like he's just like because I just think what I when I when she said that line. I thought about in this is the end where the guys got his head in the house screaming, trying to get inside and Danny McBride fucking mocks him. He's like, this guy fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, he's like, how about you? You just say you're fucking over the grief and you fucking just say, you're going to rip your fucking shirt off and show grief your fucking tits. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, there is, there was a comedic element in every of the, in all of these three no, of the sure, trilogy, sure. right? Like they definitely throw comedy in. Which comedy, like as we always talk about, comedy and horror go hand in hand. So, um, this one, I did like yeah. one thing I did enjoy about Ends Smart. Like they definitely did kind of cut back on the comedy because, like Kills, it felt like it was kind of like over the top comedy sometimes. I felt like Kills was more like it was not supposed to be funny, but we're all laughing. <laughs> like that's what they're talking about. It was a sick box, which is fine, hilarious. Well, just the yeah, I mean, the evil dies. To, like, I'm get again, I know this is the third time I've said it, but somebody was writing the script and they're like, and then when he grabs a baseball bat, someone's in the background's gonna really yell, Tom Doyle gonna whoop his ass. Like, in their head, I'm thinking they're thinking it's like the greatest, like, serious line, but I'm like, did that just happen? And it's fucking hilarious. It's up there with Halloween 4 with you got it, Earl. Oh, yeah. Um, um, the dialogue in kills is just it's real some of it's really you know what they say Michael everyone's entitled to one good scare there's just for Dr. Loomish yeah they bring Brackett in like Brackett's like literally clinging to life Charles Cypher's there and I don't know I, I did mean, like I did like there, but. I did like the way they ended ends though with like her and Frank and like the evil doesn't die it changes shape like I thought that line alone made the movie great for me because it reverts back to you know back when it wasn't can he wasn't called and known as Michael Myers he was you know it was the shape uh that was a nice callback I don't know I and the fuck we gotta fucking talk about this before we before we wrap this up that in every version of the script it was going to incorporate the original Halloween three and Michael Myers masked had, and this was in every version of the script, but was never filmed because David Gordon Green said he thought it was just too much fan service and he didn't want to do it, which what the fuck are you making films for? You're making films. So people fans go see them and they pay fucking money and you get your fucking big stupid check. So you can make fucking Jamie Lee Curtis, a fucking producer on another fucking film that doesn't matter. (laughs) It fucking could have, you could have fucking, if they would have had, if they would have, if that, if that fucking, when Michael's mask is sitting on the table, if they would have zoomed up or had Lori pick it up and they had the fucking silver shamrock logo on it, because that's what it was saying. It was going to go into the factory where, where it was spitting out from Halloween three, where the silver sh- shamrock factory was spitting out the witch, the skeleton and the jack-o'-lantern. And then they started spitting out Michael Myers masks. 
the fucking anybody who is a real Halloween fan and even you didn't even have to like Halloween three. If you would have saw that, I would have fucking I would have exploded in my seat. I would have been so fucking pumped. Yeah, I thought it would have been a cool uh, bridging for sure. I think the whole fan service thing is kind of like you said, is kind of a, a moot point because I feel like uh, I mean, isn't you're you're remaking it? So isn't that like fan service right there? You know what I mean? It is. They just talk right. in circles, or I don't know. What are you gonna do, Blumhouse? Blumhouse can't get off their own dick sometimes. Um, well, they got their hands everywhere. They're they're hitting all kinds of, you know, they're they're tackling these, you know, like uh, Halloween, which is a huge old historic franchise, and then they're also putting out fucking Truth or Dare. So, and Megan, you you're pumped for Megan, so don't even pretend like you're not. I, I am. I'm really excited for Megan. I can't wait to yeah, see it. That does look good. Looks creepy when they they show the fucking trailer. The little girl dancing, the little robot yeah. girl dancing. It's fucking weird. It's weird, but it fucking entices me. Oh, go figure, you sicko. <laughs> Bob Bowie. <laughs> hey, let me ask you. This is really another random question, and I know we're getting off topic with just Halloween ends. But what are some of your favorite, both of your, some of your favorite scenes in in, in the like of the three? films like what are some of your iconic scenes that you really liked a lot so i'll um, give you i'll give you i'll 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 let sean go first i was gonna say for me i was gonna say to him fucking destroying handfield fire department the game of halloween kills yeah that's not to cut in that is like that whole stretch of that that scene the whole stretch is like some of my favorite kills and maybe arguably my favorite like death scenes of all of them like it's so the way they shot it, so sick. Yeah, I agree. Like Michael saying in front of the burning building was fucking badass. And just uh mine isn't anything of a death scene or anything. If I was gonna pick one scene out of all the three movies, um I would say the scene where the where the podcasters are going to Lori's house and it's like fall and just the setting of her house. And they go into her house and you get the first glimpse of Lori living life, you know, 40 years after the events of the first film. I love that because to me that screamed current day, having podcasters come to your fucking house mixed with Lori really hasn't been able to grow or do anything. She's just been living in this fucking off the grid, fucking not off the grid, but um, this rural compound. Um, And I don't know. I just loved it. And it that set the entire tone for it feeling like a Halloween film to me. And I loved it. And that is something I always think about when I think about these movies, specifically the first one. Yeah, those are great. That 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 is a great scene when they go to her house and you kind of get a look at how she's she's been living a bit and and like you said, the showing kind of showing the modern day with the podcasters. Those those characters were also like you hated the dude so much, uh, the girl not so much, and they they got what was coming to them. But I thought that was another that was a cool that was a cool stretch of scenes there. No, for sure. Um, what about you, Eric? Yeah, I mean. I think uh, there was a couple different things that come to me. Like, obviously, like we just talked about the, the fireman scene was also, it was, was, was really, really cool. I thought a really cool thing was the, um, in the end of the first film, when, like you said the daughter's name again, well, Judy Greer's character is what again? Karen? Yeah. Oh, Karen. Karen. Yeah. So when they're down in the basement and they, they're, she's acting very scared that Michael's around and, and then, Right, and she's like, gotcha. Yeah, then as soon as they fucking just kick in, like they've been, she's been training for that shit her whole life. I, I thought that uh, transition that was, amazing. was really cool. That, that the end of the first one there, it's like, um, the way the characters just took a turn. Like she was so innocent and like she thought she was going to die and you just take a turn and she's like, gotcha. And then they just like kind of whoop up on Michael. So I thought that was that, those, that scene was really cool towards the end of the first one. Uh, I guess in the newest one, I mean, I thought it was cool that the interactions between Corey and Michael and the sewer stuff, like I said, I, you don't really, you didn't really see those, that stuff too much. Um, and you kind of left you in your head, at least me, you know, why, why isn't Michael killing this, this guy? Why, what does he see in him? Like, um, 
I thought that was, that was a really cool element as well. So, yeah, but, I mean, there are yeah. three there are three films I think that I think in time I think they're all going to get stronger with time, especially Halloween ends. I think in 10, 15, 20 years, it's going to be looked at as one of the best Halloween entries into the franchise. I give it, if I had to rate it, and I give the first one, I think, a 9 out of 10, I give this one, I give Halloween ends an 8 out of 10. And I would 6.5 for kills. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate any of them. I, I think if I had to rank them, I would do the same thing. I would, I would do 18... 18 ends and then kills. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. Well, you, Sean, same. Yeah, same. It'll be 18 ends and kills. So, since I gave Halloween kills a 6.5, this will probably have to fall in like the 7 to 7.5 range. 7.5 range. Feel that. Feel that. Um, yes. It is funny you mentioned about in the future, though, what, 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 how will people perceive it? Because obviously we know with a lot of iconic films, they were thought people hated them and then something happens and all of a sudden everyone loves them. So I could totally see that with this for sure. Yeah, it's uh, right, go pop on the air and be like, people are like, oh, why do people hate this back in 2022? Yeah, no, it'll be the same thing. I mean, Halloween three is still hated on a level, but like it has so much fandom around it now. It's that's what I don't. I think ultimately they didn't think too, uh, a vast majority of the audience watching it was going to get the silver shamrock and the fucking tie into Halloween three. So that's probably why they didn't do it. So if anything, it was an anti fan service. They were trying to please the fucking, they were trying to please the casual fan. That's just like, Oh, another Halloween film. Let's bring Armani in our fucking goddamn hooded sweatshirts. Armani will forever reinvented in our Halloween memories. So, He's pretty much a character. He's fucking. Yeah. He's more maligned than Corey. <laughs> well, he's probably the Armani. I got to think is going to go the same path as Corey. He's going to be a nice young scholar. He's going to do something bad. Everybody's going to hate him. He's going to try to kill somebody. I just want to be. I want to be in the mob when they're saying Armani dies tonight. Armani <laughs> dies tonight. Um. I have a question for you guys about uh, this is not related to this is a Halloween three question. Do you think if Tom Atkins was not in Halloween three that it would have the same it would carry the same weight as it does now? I think it would still be cool and I'd probably have similar feelings, but it makes it extra special that Tom Atkins was fucking in it. I agree. I agree fully. I mean, I love Halloween trees. I think it's Halloween three. I think it's amazing. But I think, you know, when you got a, when you got somebody you like in it, um, Definitely helps for sure. Chalice is especially, straight, straight down, especially with some of the, like some of the casuals, like we were talking earlier. You know, they see, oh, Atkins is in this, so maybe this is, maybe this film is awesome. So, I think you, I think they made a big, I think they made a big mistake. What do you mean? With what? I think they should have had Tom Atkins come back in as Chalice and had the fucking Halloween three thing at the very end. I'm telling you. Imagine. Oh, how? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a cool thing to like. It would. I mean, I personally think it would be rad, but yeah, I see how people would be critical. I'm sure. Anybody with a brain would love that Tom Atkins was back in the Halloween franchise, though. Um. But hey, it is what it is. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, there's been petitions for them to reshoot it, and there's also some like whole bunk company that just recut all three films together and took out all the Corey stuff. Really? Yeah. Really? Apparently, oh, I mean, really? I don't know how I don't know how they're going to try to release it because Blumhouse would obviously go after them. But yeah, I don't see how they could do that. But that's interesting, man. People really hated the Corey stuff that much, huh? I guess so. I guess so. I don't get because. What, what was your favorite Corey kill? That's 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 a good question. Himself. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting the suicide. I thought it was great. No, same. No, that's, no, that's a good. You know, good scene too. Um, it just caught me off guard that you said that. Probably the doctor, just because they built that scene up. The doctor with the mistress or whatever there. Actually, oh god. It was a co-op kill, but the cop, the older cop that was oddly 
at some point like shagging fucking Allison, even though he's forty three. Yeah, that guy. Do you guys realize his uh, last name? No, I I guess what was it? I forgot the fucking the the three hillbilly kids at the beginning of Halloween Kills. He has the same last name as them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I wonder if he was one of them then. It's it's funny though that you bring up the age because I thought the same thing. I'm like, this guy looks like he's sixty. Yeah. Oh, how old's Allison? <laughs> Allison's right. what? Says so she's probably twenty two. Yeah, it's got to be like early twenties, right? Yeah, yeah. And then did you guys also notice that uh, Oscar, I think the character's name was Oscar. Oscar's mom like hung herself at the beginning of Halloween Ends, wearing yeah, her yeah, son's yeah. costume. Yeah, yep. I did. Yeah. Thought that like little touches like that, I think, make the film pretty good. And it shows and it showed the woman that got attacked with Joey Botafuco and kills and got her throat slit and watched her husband get stabbed. Uh was that in the original? Or was that or was that in 2018 or was that in kills? That was in kills, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I thought that was like that again, like alluding to like the trauma that has caused like M- Michael's caused and stuff, like and we got the fucking toenail clipping kid back at the end of ends to walking to see Michael get grinded up. What did we think about Michael's end getting ground up? I actually thought it was really cool. And I thought it, 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 it tied in with, with what the point we're trying to make with how the effect he had on the town. I mean, they literally drove him through the town on top of a car and the townspeople carried him off and, Put him through a fucking what, like a car grinder or whatever it yeah, is, yeah, like, like a metal grinder. I thought it was just justifiable. I thought it was cool. I yeah, love the fact that like, the sheriff approved the fucking. Yeah, he's just like yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Tonight we're think, doing it. I know others have mentioned this. I thought the same thing. I thought for sure Michael was gonna drag Jamie Lee in there with him. Yeah, I, I that was going through my head definitely. I de- when she was up there on the on the belt or whatever, like the. I thought it was he was definitely going to grab her, and then I actually thought that would have been kind of cool. I think the biggest mistake <laughs> of all three movies was Karen dying, though. I don't think Karen needed to die. Yeah, I guess it just doesn't. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I I, I don't think it like unless they yeah. like felt they, you know, in, like subconsciously, like Allison would blame her grandmother for it, and maybe that's why they used it a little bit. But yeah. No, I'm with you. I guess I don't really... It's like an afterthought. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't really even... Barely touched upon it in the movie. I don't know. Um, The most most satisfying kill was uh, the friend in uh, in 2018. The one that tried to kiss her. Oh, yeah, Oscar. Yeah, him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why, you didn't like him? Oh, I I loved Oscar. Come on, the chubby guy trying to get the girl? Dude, he was yeah. horned up because girls were feeding him guacamole in sexy ways. <laughs> That's true, Sean. That was a great. That was definitely the best kill in the. Yeah, that was a good one in the series. That was, that was a good one. Good one for sure. Well, I, this just about covers it. But go see Halloween ends. Think for yourself. Uh, exactly. Don't listen to what anybody else has to say. See it for oh, yourself, yes. and, and if you hate it, you hate it. But watch it first and. And, and go into it with an open mind instead of just ripping it apart because Michael's not fucking hammer smash facing everyone. <laughs> you notice I, I dropped Title Town lyrics? What did you say? Show. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. We don't talk about Title Town ever, especially on the podcast, all right? <laughs> Honesty and harder, all that you have. <laughs> uh, yeah. Halloween ends. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what. Uh, where it ends up down the line as fandom grows. But hey, it's fucking been another episode, another Halloween down with the Heart Guy Media crew, Sight and Sound Podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Heart Guy Media and listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Play and wherever you listen to podcasts, you can usually find it. Uh, check us out. And yeah, we're going to be covering my soul to take next week. So a little oh, less yeah. craven love is second to last film. I know we're all fans of that, so it's going to be fun to discuss that. And yeah, uh, any closing thoughts on Halloween Ends, boys? Just yeah, just what I said. I thought it was really good, and and I think anybody if they haven't seen it should 
go into it with an open mind and give it a shot. And happy Halloween. That's another thing I should say. Hey. What? What? Do we did do we lose Sean? I just see him looking at the sandwich in BT's hands. I was itching my ear. Oh. All right. Well, that'll just about do it for us. Wait, real quick. That's Sean's closing statements. I was itching my ear. <laughs> nope. It's very fitting. Sean, bite BT's sandwich in the picture. <laughs> yes, please. You got to make a noise, though, or else it's not going to work. I'm doing it now, right? All right, we're never (laughs) gonna awesome. Oh, this needs to be all video fucking potting from now on. Uh, all right, we'll fucking see you down the line. Jesse's about Jesse's about to Irish goodbye us. So get ready. (laughs) Happy Halloween, Michael. Happy Halloween. Sean, say happy Halloween, you fucking cheesy bread eating fuck. Happy Halloween.